Starry Trek is a great way to spend a beautiful Saturday in August, getting out around the lakes around Minnesota and doing something to protect our lakes uh, against aquatic invasive species and contribute to ongoing research across the state and be part of a huge effort. be better than spending a day on Minnesota's lakes and doing something enjoyable to help protect them. Welcome to the ETC by the University of Minnesota Extension. I'm your host, Nate Meyer, and we are excited to talk with Megan Weber and Pat Mulcahy from our Aquatic Invasive Species Program team. They're going to tell us about the upcoming Starry Trek event and where you can learn more and get involved if you're interested. Hi, Megan and Pat. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Nate. Thanks for having us. Hey, Nate. Good to be here. Let's start by painting a picture of Starry Trek from a volunteer perspective. What is the weather like? What do volunteers do? What if they find something? So I guess I would describe um, Starry Trek as, you know, like a a wonderful way to spend your summer day. Um, It's a time to spend time alongside the water. You get to explore Minnesota lakes and, you know, help out to find potential new invasive species along the way. Um, It'll give you a great chance to explore some of the aquatic plant life that we have. And for those who have found new invasive species while participating in Starry Trek, we found that they've also made made a difference in potential for rapid response to those new invasions. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with you in our Aquatic Invasive Species or AIS programming with the University of Minnesota's Minnesota Aquatic Invasive Species Research Center. Can you tell us a little bit about AIS detectors and your roles with Extension in the Research Center? Sure. I am the Aquatic Invasive Species Program Coordinator with University of Minnesota Extension and the Minnesota Aquatic Invasive Species Research Center. So my main role with those two entities is working on this AIS detectors program. Um, And this is our flagship program that trains volunteers and professionals across the state and beyond to identify aquatic invasive species, to contribute to research efforts, uh, to educate others about aquatic invasive species, and really just get involved in a lot of different ways uh, in kind of our efforts to to again protect our Minnesota lakes and to keep the environmental research going and get people involved with it. The AIS detectors program as a whole is a really beautiful partnership between the Minnesota Aquatic Invasive Species Research Center and University of Minnesota Extension. It's a wonderful way to help bring all of that science that is happening out to Minnesota. And as an extension educator, uh, my role with those entities is to help develop and deliver educational volunteer and citizen science programs that help protect Minnesota's life at the lake. Today, we're talking about one of the AIS Detectors events called Starry Trek that annually involves hundreds of volunteers and has a great name. Tell us a little bit about what Starry Trek is and why it's an important part of our AIS program. Starry Trek is a statewide search for starry stonewort, which is one of our newer aquatic invasive species in Minnesota. 
Um, it was first discovered here in 2015 in Lake Coronis, um, and in kind of the later part of 2016, there was a flurry of new discoveries in about two different parts of the state. Um, and that got our team to thinking it would be really great to be able to get a whole bunch of people together and just search a whole bunch of the state and our waters and see if it's actually in more lakes than, than we'd found it in so far. And that's kind of where the idea for Sorry Trek came from. So we started it in 2017 and, and have had a couple hundred people every year join in as a part of that. I'd say it's an important part of our programming um, for a couple of reasons. One being that, it, it, you know, it's a great way to kind of get information out to a pretty large group of people across the state. But the other is that it's had real impacts. Um, Starry Trek has been responsible for the discovery of about 25% of the populations of Starry Stonewort in Minnesota. It's also been responsible for discovery of some new infestations for some other species like Eurasian water milfoil, zebra mussels, and a, an invasive clam that was actually just found last year by one of our young participants um, called Curbicula. I think one thing that other thing that's really important about Starry Trek is it's a great introduction to a lot of the work we do with aquatic invasive species. People can learn a lot of information and great monitoring protocols in the course of a morning and an afternoon. And then they have those skills that they can continue to use throughout the summer on their lake or a lake that's important to them. Uh, it's also a great way to get familiar with what we teach in the AIS Detectors core course, which is a bit of a longer, uh, more involved training effort. But it's really a great way to get people the chance to interface with the research that's happening around invasive species and to be part of the solution. That's a great lead into my next question, Pat. What is it that people do during Starry Trek? Yeah, Starry Trek, it's, uh, it's a great day. Uh, first off, people go to a number, they choose a local rendezvous point. We try to space those as well as we can across the state so no one is ever too far away from one if they're, if they're looking to get involved. And when you get to that rendezvous site in the morning on the Saturday of Starry Trek, you'll actually get trained by kind of a site host, whether that's someone from the county, uh, an AIS detectors volunteer, or someone else who works in the uh, aquatic invasive species realm. And this is what's really great because it you can come to this event with any level of experience, whether you can't name a single aquatic plant or if you have a PhD in aquatic botany, uh, you're welcome at this event and we're gonna teach you everything you need to know to go out and do it. So you'll go through a little bit of training about what you're looking for, what starry stonewort looks like, what some other plants such as Eurasian water milfoil uh, that we'd like you to be on the lookout for. And then you will go off with your trusty aquatic plant sampling rake, and you'll be assigned a couple of lakes or lake access points, and you'll get to go survey for plants. Uh, so you'll toss your rake into the water, pull it back in, uh, look through the plants and see if you spot anything that could be an aquatic invasive species. You don't need to be an expert in this. The whole point is that you're collecting those samples and bringing them back to your site host. Um, so then they can in turn send those samples on to the Minnesota DNR if they, they feel there's something that could be a potential invasive species. So it, it's just a really good opportunity to meet other people who are interested in aquatic invasive species, to learn some skills for yourself and uh, really uh, help out in something that really the university or the DNR doesn't have the capacity to search that many lakes in the course of a day. Megan, I understand that volunteers have discovered some new populations of aquatic invasive species through Starry Trek. You've already mentioned that a significant percentage of new starry stonewort finds in Minnesota have come from this event. Can you talk a little bit more about some of these new population finds and other important outcomes of the event? 
I think my favorite story to tell about this event comes from our first year in 2017, when um, volunteers found a, a pretty small fragment of Starry Stonewort on one of their rakes. And it was enough for them to kind of recognize from the training that it was a little bit suspicious and sent that in for DNR to review and verify. And, and it, it turned out to be Starry Stonewort. Um, that was in Grand Lake in Stearns County. After that discovery, they did some follow-up monitoring and found that Starry Stonewort was really only in a pretty small patch um, within the lake, kind of right at that public access area. And they've been doing hand removal of that Starry Stonewort um, every year. There's usually a couple of dives that they do a year to pull, and each year they are pulling less and less of the Starry Stonewort out of that space and also have not found it throughout the rest of the lake. So it's, it's a really positive story on what the impact of an early detection like this can be, what the impact of volunteer efforts can be, and, and really what, what this event can do. I think the other fun find that I like to talk about was last year, um, where one of our young participants found um, Curbicula, that freshwater golden clam that I had mentioned. And what was unique about that is that the freshwater golden clam is typically, it's, it's been present in Minnesota for some time, but it's typically been limited to um, like river systems where there's some kind of thermal input. So to find it, um, you know, in an inland lake where there's not really any warm water coming in was was a pretty unique find. And, and there's been some follow-up happening now to kind of see what's going on with that population in the lake. So it's triggered some additional work even um, following on from Starry Trek. So that's been really exciting too. Reflect on your role with the AIS Detectors Program, working closely with university faculty at the Minnesota Aquatic Invasive Species Research Center. Can you describe an example or two that really exemplify the value of extension volunteers and university scientists collaborating on research and stewardship? One big example of how this works is actually how we choose which lakes we're sampling for Starry Trek. We integrate a number of different factors when we're trying to prioritize which lakes to go to. Some of that comes from our local host coordinators. They choose some lakes that they think have high boat traffic, haven't been checked in a while, uh, are kind of at a key risk for invasion by invasive species. We also use research from the research center. Uh, our colleague Dan Larkin and his lab have done some risk analysis of lakes uh, as far as physical characteristics that make them more likely to match up with lakes where Starry Stonewort has established, both in Minnesota and other parts of the country. So that research then feeds into the volunteers who go out and search those lakes based on the recommendations we make. And in turn, we use the information we get from the volunteers about where Starry Stonewort has been found additionally to further refine those models and further influence how we pick lakes in subsequent years. So it's, it's a really cool iterative process that lets us take input from the research center, bring it to the volunteers, and then take that input from the volunteers and further uh, complete the research. I think it's great that this is a program where it sounds like our university scientists and our site host partners are helping ensure that volunteers travel to locations where they can make the most impact, that they have less chance of wasting time. And in turn, those volunteers are providing a service that we just don't have enough people to provide otherwise, and they're helping feed the research models that actually get them to the right place. So there is a real synergy between the volunteer work that we're helping to support in Starry Trek and the science behind it. Is that right, Megan and Pat? 
Yeah, couldn't have said it yes. better myself. So where can listeners learn more about Starry Trek and get involved if they're interested? I am so glad you asked, Nate. Um, we have a, a website up. It's www.starrytrek.org. And there's all kinds of information about Starry Trek on that website, including um, if you're if you're listening now in 2021 in the summer, uh, a chance to register to join us. The event this year is on August 21st. Um, so you can follow that link and it'll give you your choice. You can see where um, there's local sites across the state and pick one that you'd like to participate in and come join us on the 21st. So now's the time to look and get involved. Last question. I know you're both familiar with social media apps. So what is a hashtag or a brief message that you wish would really take off right now? Like millions of people are sharing it and it can be about Starry Trek or it could be about AIS in general or just something from your lives. Hashtag Starry Trek is always a great one to go with. As I thought about this a little bit, I thought about hashtag Starry Trek or hashtag Starry Trek 2021, um, which which we hope you'll be participating in and, and hashtagging as you join us and, and come be a part of that journey. I think another great message just from the aquatic invasive species world right now that would be great to have um, some more sharing would maybe be something along the lines of like hashtag don't dump the tank. You know, we have a lot of messaging that's aimed at boating and um, movement of like recreational items are used on lakes. But there's there's also this risk in um, home aquaria and water gardens and making sure that those aren't getting dumped into our waterways as well, because that's another way to introduce aquatic invasive species. There have been some like viral footage of goldfish in Minnesota in recent years as well. And, and that's one of the ways that those get there. So that's been one that's been on the front of mind lately, too, is this kind of broad group of people that don't have, you know, this easy targeted place like a public boat launch to, to get messaging to. Hashtag Starry Trek 2021 and hashtag don't dump the tank for the millions of people out there. It's been great talking with both of you today. Thanks for your time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the ETC. Huge thanks to Pat and Megan for joining us to talk about Starry Trek. Visit www.macerc.umn.edu and click the AIS Detectors tab to learn more and get involved with the event. This episode was recorded over Zoom in 2021. We hope you enjoyed the opportunity for some advanced training during your daily walk while sitting at your desk or wherever you can listen in. Look for the ETC and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast services. Give us a thumbs up or drop a comment to let us know you value the podcast. Pass it along to others. We look forward to sharing another episode soon. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy Nature in Place.